0: Ready, and
1: racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au
2: Yes, welcome to the uh, the Dogcast uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'll be your host, Tim Edwards, again here for another edition of the Dogcast and joined here by Greyhound Racing SA's Racing Manager, Sean Matheson. How are you, Sean?
0: Yeah, good, thanks, Tim. Great to be back on the Dogcast again. We had a little bit of a hiatus there for a little bit of a period, but... What a good time to come back on with um, a lot of our feature races uh, starting in the coming weeks and months.
2: Yeah, it's a big month and a bit coming up in South Australia, that is for sure and certain. And as you touched on there, there's uh, some feature racing coming up through the month of September and into the early part of October. We've got a big week coming up this week. We're going to review the latest in the world of SA Greyhound Racing, including the heat of the State National Sprint Championship last Thursday night. Uh, we'll also preview the both the uh, the national sprint and the distance finals on thursday night at angle park looks a ripping program there on thursday and wally harkins will be our interview this week on the Dogcast to talk about the truck sir truculent the week in review the week in review is brought to us by fresh pet food co proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our gap sa greyhounds for the duration of their foster care and the first week of their adoption they're based right here in south australia so that's the good news. Visit their website at freshpetfoodco, all one word, .com.au for more information. So uh, let's look back at the weekend review here, uh, Sean. Um, I thought, first of all, we'd touch on last Wednesday, of course, the 5th of August. We had the uh, straight track championship down there at, uh, at Murray Bridge. And uh, it was a good day. Of course, I called the heats the week before, and we had the final run last Wednesday. And Suspense was able to win that final for Kieran Corby, Uh, Drew Box number eight was just too quick for them, wasn't he, Sean?
0: Yeah, no, he's he's too quick for them. Kieran's dog, I mean, suspense um, showed early in in his career um, over the 300 metres that he's such a quick dog because he is the current track record holder over the 300. Stepped up to the 350 in the final. um, Drew Box eight and just showed electric speed from Box eight. um, Was able to effectively lead throughout. Air Marshall, the favourite for Ray Murray. Drew box one was the favorite based on a super fast heat win the week before. Mm. Um, very impressive box one. We saw in box one in the produce final. He just missed it a little bit again, missed it a little bit um, in the final, of the straight track. He ran still a very strong second in getting home. Well, and Woodside jester for Graham Smith. Um, isn't it great to see Graham's dogs going so well yeah. after the adversity he had early in the year through the bushfires and, um, but his kennel is going really well and Woodside jester. We know what a quality dog he is. So, I think you can follow that final, Tim, mm. with um, with um, going forward that a lot of these greyhounds through the straight track, around the circle will go really well. We saw Call Me Billy come out of that final and was very impressive at Murray Bridge on Sunday night. Yep. So I think... Follow them with interest, but Suspense, we really want to see what this dog will do ultimately when it can get out, get out to more distance and maybe around the circle angle pucks. So we know Kieran Corby has a great record with these young dogs.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, the Suspense went around on the second favorite in that final last Wednesday. Of course, he was a very short price favorite in the heats the week before. And it uh, uh, was able to get the job done last Wednesday. Air Marshal, as you mentioned, uh, look, he won the heat and he won it well, but uh, things just didn't go to plan there in the final. So, As you mentioned, both those two worth following. Friday, Frothy's ran well. It ran fourth. Naja Naja ran home okay to run fifth. Fly for fun missed out that day, but we know that he's uh, certainly got the ability as well. So that was uh, the straight track championship, of course, in the past, Sean. Uh, the winner would have then gone on and uh, competed uh, interstate. But uh, obviously with the COVID situation, that's not happening.
0: Yeah, well, it, actually the first three would have gone across mm. and represented South Australia in Queensland at Capella this year. Uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, not able to get there this year. Um, but uh, the series is effectively delayed for a year. So next year, around this sort of time, we'll have the straight track championship and our three, three, three place getters, sorry, will be heading off to Capella and Take on those dogs and the Hillsville dogs. I know uh, the the guys who were there last year um, that represented South Australia. Uh, they were very proud of 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 getting to a national final, mm. uh, and they did represent us very well.
2: Yeah, that was the straight track championship last Wednesday. Of course, last Thursday night we had the heats of the uh, the state national sprint championship. Of course, there's no uh, state or oh, no national final this year, of course, because of the COVID. But we still had the two heats last Thursday. We're going to preview the big race a little bit later on in the show. But let's now turn our attention back to heat number one, Sean. Major Major was able to uh, to take the spoils there. Uh, he ran 29.84. He was able to park behind Long Gully Barney and it's a right. And down the back, you could just tell that the leaders were starting to get a little bit tired. They both had long campaigns and Major Major was in the right spot at the right time. He swept up, took the lead and dashed clear for a nice win.
0: Yeah, Tim. Very impressive performance by Major Major. Still a very young dog, and to come off speed like he did and run the and run down a, a quality greyhound like Longali Barney uh, was a terrific effort. And he's certainly um, on the way up in his progression. Longali Barney, um, again, he he's also a young dog as well, yeah. um, and he ran a bold race out in front. We know what electric speed he has. It was um, a little bit surprising that he got run down, but um, they did run good time. It's right into third. Um, unfortunately, it's Araya has been scratched from the final and he ha- probably hasn't come back to the same level that he was that saw him win the SA Sprint Championship mm. in January. So that's probably the reason he hasn't been absolutely at his best. Mm. And so maybe uh, he needs a, a little bit more time off. Um, and Mr. Kiri made up the four for Gino Gregorovic running a a handy race into fourth.
2: Yeah, so Major Major and Longali Barney both going to be players in the final, no doubt about it. Troy Murray's team going great guns at the moment. Heat number two uh, was won by Shadow Mist. He was absolutely explosive. This dog is probably our premier chaser at the moment over the sprint journeys. Kurong Lucy's obviously off the scene at the moment. So I think Shadow Mist has got that mantle at the moment. Uh, he ran 29.33, absolutely explosive time. Defeating Blister, an American man. Look, I think, Sean, I think it's fair to say we we probably would have sat back before the race and expected Shadow Miss to win. Uh, We probably expected him to run somewhere around the 29.40 mark. The fact that he ran 29.33 just shows how quick this dog really is, and he's no doubt going to hold the mantle as favourite for the race on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, couldn't have been more impressive, Tim, on Thursday night. Um, Lauren Harris has got him uh, absolutely flying at the moment, Uh, got the job done and ran the time. Um, there was some interference which affected the the greyhounds in behind and, and where they finished. Mm. Um, but take nothing away from Shadow Mist. What he did at, out in the lead, clearly the dog to beat on Thursday night. Um, and really, he is going that well um, in South Australia. Um, as you mentioned, he, he's right up there with, um, you know, the best of Coorong Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great to see, um, you know, more battles coming up in the future.
2: Yeah, and of course, um, he got beaten two weeks ago, but uh, he found bother that night. And I guess that's the only thing that would uh, pull him back to the pack again on Thursday night. But uh, if he wins Thursday night, then Lauren Harris has, uh, I guess, got to make the decision and potentially head towards a hometown Adelaide Cup, which is probably pretty inviting this year, considering that we probably won't have as many Victorian uh, interstate visitors. Sean, there are, we, we should touch on this, that... Um, Interstate greyhounds can apply to race in the, in the feature races over September, October, but they have to transfer to a local trainer in SA.
0: Yeah, that's right, Tim. Um, listen, we've made the decision, um, which, which we have made since um, COVID started back, you know, March, um, that um, GRSA took the position that we wouldn't accept nominations from any interstate trainers. This does not preclude um, an interstate trainer sending a dog to a South Australian trainer mm-hmm. to race. Um, we're happy for that to occur. Uh, we've made the decision now for our feature races, Oaks, Derby, um, Adelaide Cup, a match race series that well, it, any dog can race in those series so long as they're in the care of or trained by an SA trainer. Um, we've had to change the match race series. Uh, we love the SA versus Vic yeah. concept mm-hmm. um, the week before the heats of the Adelaide Cup, but uh, this year we, we really can't, we can't manage that, I suppose. Mm. So we've just made it um, the best um, uh, the best eight greyhounds nominated. Yep. As I said, either in the care of or SA trained. Um, that will be a lead into the Adelaide Cup. This year, we will honour the uh, the winner of the Match Race Series. We'll go straight into the Group 1 Adelaide Cup final. Mm-hmm. So that's a great little incentive there for those uh, those high-quality greyhounds to compete. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult times for everyone. I think our board and management have just made the decision that um, to minimise the risk of, of movement of dogs, um, that we'd just prefer the dogs to, to be sent across to a local trainer, um, compete in the series, um, do their best, go yep. home or stay, whatever you want to do. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just think that that was the, the right approach at this time.
2: Yep. Yeah. And the options here for interstate trainers to do exactly what you said there and transfer their greyhounds if they want to uh, chum and uh, try and uh, get some of the riches here in South Australia over our feature race card uh, time during September and October. So that's the, uh, that's the Adelaide Cup coming up in October. Uh, we've got some uh, other news, Sean. Uh, fortnightly greyhound racing on Saturday morning start from the 22nd of this month. So that's, uh, that's something new and exciting for Greyhound Racing participants here in SA.
0: Yeah, Tim, listen, really excited about this. Um, we get to race on a Saturday morning um, on a fortnightly basis in a rotation with Queensland um, will be our spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Victoria and New South Wales will race every um, Saturday morning. So it'll be effectively a, a four-state rotation. If and what you time like. are
2: we talking here, Sean? What time's the start time?
0: Yeah, so it'll be around um, 8 a.m., SA time uh, to around eleven PM um, SA time. Eleven AM. Eleven a uh, yep. eleven AM. Sorry, yep. not eleven PM. It's a long meeting. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully, you're not you're not yeah, calling. I, I won't be putting myself <laughs> down for any of those. Um, mm. But yeah, so it's mm. that morning period before the thoroughbreds um, crank up. So it's a really exciting opportunity. Uh, we're hoping it, it can grow. Um, we'll have to make a few scheduling changes to to accommodate. Um, our our full racing schedule because Saturday mornings won't be successful unless all of our other meetings are successful. Yep. Um, and what that means is they're sustainable. So uh, we might see a bit more um, G6 racing mm-hmm. um, just to spread the meetings out. Um, and so yeah, we just and make a few changes just just to racing dates. Um, as I said, it's really important for Saturday to, to progress and go forward. And we'd love it to grow and be weekly and, mm. and really help our schedule. Um, but, um, it, all of our meetings, um, have to s- sort of have to survive within the you know, M- Murray Bridge, Gawler, Angle Park. Um, so, and so, but it's really exciting, uh, a great initiative, um, we're really um, happy with the support that the TAB and Sky Racing have given us for it.
2: Yeah, a couple of extra meetings a month there in South Australia, starting from the 22nd. One other thing we'll touch on, Sean, the Mount Gambier Cup is coming up at the end of this month. So that's great news for the Mount Gambier uh, participants. Uh, again, it's for local dogs only. But what we have seen over the last couple of weeks is the uh, the local trainers in Adelaide as such are also venturing down to Mount Gambier to try and get a piece of that uh, that prize money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the heat um, start. Sunday week. Mm. Um, so nominations will close next Tuesday for that. Um, the finals on the 30th um, of, of this month, uh, the club are putting a lot of effort into to making it a, a really terrific day. Uh, as you mentioned, um, again, we will accept nominations from in the care of or SA trained. So again, a, a, a nice interstate dog can nominate for the series so long as it's trained by an mm-hmm. SA person. Um, we've seen the likes of Tony Rasmussen, um, in the last couple of weeks go down there. Um, so he's really supporting the carnival. Um, we've seen other trainers, the Kevin Buleys, um, Goves, um, Tim Richards is down there as well. So, uh, we're seeing a a good, um, Metro interest as well as the really high quality local dogs down there, which are going to be really hard to beat on Mm. their own, on their own turf at the Mount. So again, a really exciting series, um, which uh, you know happens at the end of the month.
2: Yep, sure does. That was the week in review brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co. All one word. Check them out on the website, freshpetfoodco.com.au.
0: Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about GAPSA's foster care program. <laughs> Not kids! That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six week commitment. Check it out. GapSA.org.au. Best thing I ever did.
2: The Preview. Okay, the preview this week is brought to us by uh, free tips or SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Uh, get on Twitter, type in uh, at the dogs SA and get on board. And as always, gamble responsibly. There's free tips up there for each and every day in South Australian Greyhound Racing. Righto, Sean. Thursday night, we've got the the big card there. We've got a 10-race program, the feature race is of course the two feature races is the distance championship final race number 4 and race number 6 is being the state national sprint championship let's start off with race number 4 we see we see Sir Truculent he returns to South Australia after a couple of runs in Victoria trained by Wally Harkins we're going to chat to Wally shortly on the dog cast but this is a great race uh, this is the lineup my boy Beanstraw in box 1 dashing Mickey's come up with 2 Vonte Max in 3 Victor Jess in 4 Sir Truculent the favorite in 5 Six, Miss Bellawood. Seven, five thirty, And number eight is Boom Down. So, um, for mine, Sir Truculent, if he doesn't find any bother, he wins. vonte Max, probably the only dog I feel that could potentially upset him. Miss Bellawood, a rough chance to as well. But a lot would have to go wrong for Sir Truculent to lose here, Sean.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, Tim. Yeah. Um, I mean, just touching on, wasn't it great um, in the last couple of weeks to see the truck doing his oh, thing yeah. over in Victoria mm. and highlighted by um, a fantastic 600-metre win at the Meadows um, a Saturday week ago. Mm. Um, back in the care of Wally Harkin, he's going to love to be home. Um, he was the best, sprint, uh, best stayer sorry, by a fair way um, prior to going to Melbourne. I see no reason why he won't continue on. Um, there was obviously no heats of this um race because uh, just with the numbers, it generally just becomes a one-off final mm. uh, race four on the program. Uh, again, we couldn't have got a better staying race. I must no. admit, um, I'm with the truck. I think he's, um, he'll just do his thing. He can find a little bit of adversity in races and still be too strong. Um, Vontae Mack shown really good improvement. Um, you'll need mm. a little bit, of, a little bit of room, but he's shown his last two Monday night, 700 meter wins have been good. Um, I think he's a place chance, but uh, I do like Miss Bellawood because I know that she's going to bounce out. Um, she was a strong winner last start um, when leading. So she's going to be really hard to beat, but to be honest, I do think they're all running for second behind Sir yeah. Truculent. He just needs to be, you know, pretty close to his, um, to his best, which I think he will be back in the care of Wally. And I think he's really hard to beat just touching on why it's race four as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the sprint in a, in a second being race six, um, uh, Nationally, um, Sky Racing and, and, and the tab have really got behind the nationals and they've blocked out Sky 2 for two hours to have a full national coverage around each state. Okay. So I think Ray Fewings is doing some um, some previewing yep. uh, on the night. Uh, but just to accommodate the timings, um, that's why we're race four and six on okay. Thursday night.
2: All right. That is the distance final there. 6000 to the winner if uh, Sir Traculon happened to win that race. Sean, that'll tip him up over 100000 in prize money. So... He's getting very close to that big figure, isn't he? And he's done a great job. We'll chat to Wally shortly. Um, The national sprint final. Now, we had the heats last week, as we mentioned before in the review. This is the lineup. One is Long Gully Barney. Two's a Scratchy now, it's a riot. Three is Mr. Curie. Four is Major Major. Major. Five is Shadow Mist. Six is Blister. Seven is Alinga Mao. And number eight is American Man. The reserves here are Springvale Vixen and Axel Footloose. So, it's a riot's come out. Um, Shadow Miss was very impressive, twenty-nine thirty-three, and I think everybody would be tipping him to win this race. For me, I think it's a race in two, potentially three. Longali Barney for mine, he looked a just a shade flat last week when he was run down. So I'm a little bit concerned about him. He's been up for a while now. He's been up since the Gaula Produce. He's got box one though, so if he's able to fire through and lead, you just never know. Major Major's the one for me that I think if there's going to be an upset to Shadow Mist, it's going to come from him. He's a dog that I've always had time for. He was a a good young dog. I remember Troy took him over to Horsham, and I I don't think he really enjoyed going to that track. He came back here a while ago, and this preparation, he's come back, and he looks to be peaking at the right time. He was very strong last start. Look, his time of 29.66, Sean, is nowhere near as good as Shadow Mist's 29.33, but... I think if Shadow Miss was to half-miss it, Major Major comes right into play. But I'm tipping the five to beat the four. But if I was betting in the race, I'd have something small on Major Major.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, I'll have to go with Shadow Miss. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, I was Mm. just thinking. Um, I just think Shadow Miss is just going to be just too hard to beat. I think um, even running third um, two starts ago when he missed the kick, um, he was still a very strong performance in getting home hard. He got the job done, he came out in a 4.39. Um, Blister has speed on his outside, but he showed in the heat he, he can take care of Blister early. Mm. Um, I just think that he, he will just be too strong and, and switched on. He'll roll to the front and be extremely hard to beat. Again, in this instance, I do think a lot of the Greyhounds are running for second. I do take your point about Major Major. Such a young dog, progressing really nicely mm. um, and came off speed to win in this heat. So he'll be really he'll be really strong at the end. Probably looking at a bit of value for mine. Um, I think that a dog like American Man, drawn box eight, I think he can just sort of sit a bit wide, shadow miss rolls to the front. He can um, roll up there. American Man, um, his CV is pretty good actually. I mean, to be fair, he's he's running a lot of good races. He was, um, didn't have a lot of luck in running third in the heat last week. And I think he could, I'll go with him with the Quinella, maybe Shadow Miss and American Man. But I do think that um, Lauren Harris is a bit of a mortgage on this race.
2: Yeah, it looks that way. But as we know, big races, um, they can throw out a result every now and again. And, and Shadow Miss has only got a half-miss to start, and he's going to be in some pain here. So Shadow Miss is going to go around the short prize favourite, no doubt about it. Um, Sean's with Shadow Miss ahead of uh, American Man. I've gone uh, Shadow Miss just ahead of Major Major. But as I said, I'd be keen to have something on Major Major as an upset there in race number six. What was your best bet on the program, Sean? Okay, my
0: best bet, Tim, we'll we'll go to the last race. Um, So we're going to go race 10, number one, Sentinel McLaren Mm. for Tanya Foster. Um, Last start, drew box four, ran sixth, had not a scrap of luck early, got home quite well, was beaten 10 lengths, but pretty pretty much put a line through that Greyhound's performance based on the interference um, he found. He's a dog that does really want the rails, he showed that um, three and four runs ago when he drew box one, he ran 30 seconds in a in a very good juvenile race. Prior to that, he drew box two and one running 29.87. I just see the race is going to pan out for him quite well with, with sufficient speed from Dakota Roxy, um, Nancy Lee, and uh, Longgully Wilmer from out wide. I think he's just going to be just pocketed right in behind the speed um i think he's the strongest dog at the end so i'd love to see him just um just back in behind the speed the only issue will be if he's if he's a couple of pairs uh, a couple of dogs back then he might find it a little bit hard to get to him but from box one he's won three races um be really hard to beat just in off the speed
2: all right so your best race 10 number one i thought there was a couple there worth playing on thursday night race two number one jack's whirl he's uh A Greyhound that was well in the market, well-supported last Thursday night, and uh, he's only had one race start. That was last Thursday night, and he found bother on that first corner, and I think you'll learn from that. He gets the A straw box number one. I reckon he'll fire through Thursday night, lead and win. So I'm expecting him to improve big time, race two, number one. And I'm also with Madison K. Sean. I reckon she's worth a play, race eight, number eight. I reckon she's just about back to where she was uh, going back six months ago. And I think um, she's a great chance from box number eight Thursday night. It's in a good race. You got Air Marshal and Fly for Fun in that race, but I think Drawn Deep she is normally an explosive beginner. So we know that she's been around Angle Park in 29.52. And I said it as I said the other day when she won at Goulburn. I think Des Hockley obviously is on the opinion that potentially she's going to be an Adelaide Cup chance, um, and they would need to get her back to where she was six or twelve months ago. But she's getting back similar to that area. And I reckon she's worth following over the coming weeks. So race eight, number eight, Madison K, the other one for me.
0: Yeah, just on that, I know she had a setback through the Gawler Produce or leading up to the Gawler Produce. So hopefully Des has got got her back, as you say, somewhere near her top. You'll see a lot of the good dogs appearing now, obviously Mm. um, leading into a lot of our feature races. Um, She's ran around in our match race series. She's one of the most exciting chasers in the state. So we, you know, as a as a greyhound lover, you just want to see those dogs at their best. And let's hope Des can get her right back to her very best.
2: Yeah, talking about exciting dogs. Just before we wrap up the preview, um, look for those people listening. Check it out. Race seven, number three, Thursday night. There's a dog going around called Bold Mirage. Uh, he's been absolutely fabulous, Sean, since he's arrived in Ray Murray's care. I remember we chat, uh, we spoke to Ray going back when it had its, I reckon, second start for Ray here. He said when he got the dog, he probably wasn't really ready to go to the races, but he just threw him in the deep end. And from that point on, he's just gone and got better and better and better. He's strung together, I think now, six or seven in a row, Sean. And he comes to Angle Park over the 5.15 for the first time. He went up to the 5.31 at Gawler last start. And I, I sort of thought he's probably going to be a bit of a risk here, but he led and he was strong. And I think this Greyhound's an exciting young dog here in South Australia. And we can really keep our eyes on him on Thursday night. Bold Mirage, race seven, number three.
0: Yeah, I think um, Ray Murray. He can get his hands on a good dog um, mm. throughout his throughout his training career. This one's no exception. Um, looks like he's he's progressing towards the SA Derby mm. series um, in uh, in September next month. Um, but yeah, he, he's the dog's taken the next step every time. So yep. he's in Grade Five company at Angle Park. On Thursday night, mm. uh, that's the next stage in his progression. So I'll be really interested to see um, what sort of time he can post. Um, I do expect him to win, mm. um, and uh, and then see where he goes from there. But uh, yeah, again, a lot of
2: he's a very exciting chaser. He sure is. That was the preview brought to us by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free SA Metro Greyhound tips at each of the meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board. And as always, gamble responsibly.
0: The Interview.
2: Yes, The Interview this week. We're about to chat to Wally Harkins, who uh, we've been trying to get on the show now, Sean, for a little while, but he's uh, he's a hard man to catch. But he's got a really important runner in the distance final on Thursday night in Sir Truculent. And uh, we thought, what a, a better opportunity to get Wally on this morning. Uh, how are you, Wally? Yeah, hey, good, thanks, Tim and Sean. Good Great. morning, Wally. Great to have you on the Dogcast, Wally. And uh, so much to talk to you about. Not sure where to start, to be honest, but... Uh, Let's go back, before we talk about Sir Truculent, let's go back to your involvement in greyhound racing in South Australia. Uh, where did the passion come from, Wally, and, and how many years have you been training for?
1: Um, I start, the passion came from um, the Donnelly family. Mm. Uh, Frank was an old trainer from way back in the 70s, and um, uh, I used to go over with knock around with his sons, and they liked like to work on cars, and, and I liked to play with the dogs. So uh, Frank started teaching me about dogs. And it just went on from there. And then uh, when I got married in the, the 80s, I took out my license. Um, I've only ever had a few dogs in the backyard just for a bit of fun. It's always been a hobby to me, mm. but it's something I really enjoy.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. You you don't normally have a lot of dogs in your kennel, maybe three or four at the maximum. And uh, it's always good to get a really strong, uh, impressive greyhound like a Sir Truculent, isn't it?
1: takes a long time
2: to get one. <laughs> it does. It does. I think if it was quick, I think we'd all be doing it. Uh, Wally?
1: I've always had a thing for stayers. I've, I've loved watching staying races. And um, I, I just, you know, any dog I look at, I'll try and get 500-meter-plus dogs because, mm. you know, it, it doesn't interest me, the short-course racing.
2: He's had a worm burner established. How did you get hold of Sir Truculent, Wally?
1: Um, well, I was going to buy establish, and... Um, I rang the guy in Sydney, and I was quite happy with her form and her breeding and everything, and uh, she belonged to a syndicate. And um, in the end, the guy who was the manager of the syndicate got sick of chasing everybody up, and he said, look, you can just have her. And so they sent her over, and I told Cameron Butcher, um, he gave me a straw to, uh, to worm burner, and I said to him, you know, I'll wait till I get the right bitch, mm. and, um, and
2: I'll put it to him,
1: you know. So mm. we've done, done that, and I ended up with six pups. Wow. And they've all
2: won. But none as good as Sir Truculent.
1: Uh, there's a couple that showed ability. one over in Sydney there um, called Swiftburner, but he, he keeps having injury problems.
2: Well, he's had 55 starts now, Wally. Um, I think 24 wins and 19 placings. He's up towards 100000 in prize money. Take us back to day one when he stepped out for the first time. I reckon it was back in May 2019. He ran fourth on debut. What were the expectations that day? He started around $11.
1: Well, he, he was always going to be um, a dog that's not a quick beginner. And uh, I had a, you know, I had to do a bit of education with him and that. And I just realized in the end, only time's going to make it better. Mm. He's got his own way of racing and that's it, you know. So I, I listened to blokes like Peter Jovanovic and Gavin yep. Harris and that, those sort of guys who trained to stay at the Mick Gionotis was another one. Mm. And um, they said to me, look, you know, the best thing you can do is just you know, train him as a stayer and just um, wait till the penny drops that he can work his way through a field and stuff like that. and It'll all come good and tune up a
2: bit. Yeah, well, four, four starts later, he won his first race over the uh, 5.15. He went 30 and 33. How long did it take for the penny to drop with him? Because I remember calling him back in the early days, um, Wally. He, he was always running into trouble. And he was one of those dogs that flashed home and you'd think, wow, he's a, he's going to be a winner in the next couple of starts. But how long did it take for the penny to drop for him to work out what he needed to do in a race?
1: Uh, I don't think it was so much for the penny to drop. It was that he's um, one of these dogs that can unwind. And when he it does, he's really flying. And um, a lot of other dogs would just, you know, run about and get his way. And as he's making his run, they'd come out and take his running. And because he was a big sort of dog, he had. Change stride and it took him a while to get back into stride. But once he's done the stuff again, his run home times have always been good.
2: Mm, they've all been strong. And, and in your opinion, Wally, what's been his best win in his career so far? What what stands out the most to you? Oh, the Shane McQueen. The Shane McQueen?
1: Yep. Um, everybody said, you know, oh, 600 is too short for him. But I need the dog. And uh, to be honest, it's the only two times I've backed him in the heat the final of the Shane McQueen. Mm. Uh, because I was quite confident that with the experience he'd had, and when I had put him over 600 before, he seemed to have begun a lot better than what he does over 700. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think he's a good 600 and 700 based off.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. Uh, what about his recent win in Victoria? What uh, what uh, changed your mind, I guess, in, in sending him over there and, and giving him a couple of starts? He was able to get the job done, I think it was last start over there or at the uh, the Meadows. So what changed your mind in sending him there?
1: Uh, it was always... My plan to send him there, but the problem is with the COVID and everything, mm. it's pretty hard. and You've got to find someone who's going to look after him. Uh, he would prefer a small kennel, which uh, Steve was terrific like that. Mm. And um, I thought, well, it's a good way to send him over for a month and test the waters and just see if he's up to it. And Because they haven't got a big opinion about Lake Docks. No. And uh, I, I sent him over there, and we were happy with everything. He was unlucky in the heat. Of the fireball, and I thought he's a little bit unlucky in the final. I don't think he would have won it, but he could have run a place. And uh, and then I said to Steve, Look, drop him back to 600. And he put him in the 600 and he's coming out one of the meadows.
2: Um, Wally, does he live like a king at home? Does he have his own lounge suite? No.
1: Actually, I've heard the comment on that a couple of times. But no, he's um, he's quite happy to be on his own. I He's got his kennels outside in the shed. And because he's out there on his own, I just leave him open. He's got a little yard he can go to, and he likes to lay in the sun and stuff like that. But if the if I have brought him inside before, mm. and when he comes inside, all he wants to do is either hog my bed or look out the window.
2: <laughs> hog your and bed or so look that, out the window, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it, it, oh, he likes watching Dr. Phil. <laughs> um, but, you know, once he gets comfortable on the bed, there's no moving him.
2: No, well, he's been a wonderful dog. I think if uh, if I had a dog Wally that won me a hundred thousand, I think he could share the bed with me as well.
1: Yeah, he's um he's very laid back, very relaxed dog. You know, I've had a lot of dogs mm. in all the years, and um there's only a handful that stick out temperament wise that you know similar to him. And it's not there's not many of them. But you know, you know, um some dogs are just full on. You know, like I had Berry on and Dinah Smoking here. And they were just too much for me. They were big dogs and they were excitable and stuff like that because I've got a disability. quite hard for me to handle them. Um, uh, but a dog like him that's just easy to handle and makes the pleasure.
0: Uh, so, Wally, um, so that's what clearly obviously it helps when you've only got a, a small kennel to look after just with the, the issues that you've got. Um, How's he settled back in um, after his um, stay in Melbourne? Is he he just back to normal um, leading into Thursday night's race? Um, Is he just the same old Sir Truculent before he left? He settled in really well?
1: Exactly. You know, he's just, as soon as he seen me at the airport and that, you know, he was happy again and brought him back and let him have a run around the front yard and he went to his favourite spots and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, he was just wagging his tail and, you know, knew where everything was. He knew exactly what to do. Went to the walking machine. Went over to the scales to get weighed. Um, I don't put a lead on him in the garden. I just let him wander around and, you know, if I have to away. And I just say, "Come on around the back," and away we go.
0: Well, well, he's a dog that's now getting a a, a huge following. Obviously, mm. locally he's got a huge following, um, and I, I know on his um, exploits uh, interstate he's building that following as well. Um, he's the hot favourite for Thursday night staying race and quite rightly so on his, on his um, exposed form um, here locally. Um, what are you expecting from him on Thursday night? He's drawn five. Um, how have you seen the race and, and where would you like to see him in the race?
1: Oh, I'd like to see him get out of the fence as soon as possible. And, um, you know, but he seemed to have jumped a lot better when he was in Melbourne. Uh, possibly a, a change of track and change of environment sort of... Um, made him a bit keener to jump. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see him in the first half of the field and on the
2: rail. What What are you like, Wally, before the race? Do you get a bit nervous each time he runs around every Thursday night or are you getting more calmer these days with the amount of wins he puts on the board?
1: I get a bit nervous when he's at $1.20, $1.40. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can't do anything once you put the dog in the boxes.
2: No. What,
0: what do you say, Wally, when Tim, when he does his calling, and I'm not sure if he's calling Thursday night, when he's virtually, you've got the, the three and a half on most Thursday nights locked in. You've sort of virtually got it in the bank balance. and he's But he's been a stable feature every Thursday night for you. He's such a durable greyhound. And to some degree, wash you get a bit nervous, it's um, a bit nice to have some confidence mm. that you're, you're a fair chance to be, you know, collecting money every week, which is hard to do.
1: It's good, but I don't rely on it. You know, I just, because um, I know anything can happen at the race, mm. but you know, I've, I've had people that I haven't heard from for 30 years ring me up asking me for a loan. <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm rolling their money. Yeah. You know, but it's good to have the money. You know, I've, I've done a few things with it. I've upgraded my car, bought a Toledo trailer, um, I've done a bit of renovations around the home. And it's good to have that extra money
2: coming in. Yeah, I'll tell you what is good, Wally, is to have a, a greyhound like Sir Truculent to call and to watch and to to listen to every week that he goes around because, as Sean said, he's created such a a platform on social media that everybody loves him because everybody loves a dog that is strong but can get back and run home like he does. And it's exciting for everybody watching. So, we, we look forward to seeing what he can do on Thursday night. And uh, no doubt he's not going to let the fans down on Thursday night. So, best of luck, Wally, with Sir Truculent Thursday night. We hope he can take the the win for you. And um, best of luck in the future with him and everything else you've got in the kennel.
1: That's great. Thanks very much. And I uh, appreciate you talking to me.
2: Yeah, thanks, Wally. Thanks, Wally. Wally Harkins, there, our special guest on the dog cast. He's got a. A superstar, Sean, I think it's fair to say in Sir Truculent. They don't come along every day, but when they do, we lap them up and we love to watch them and call them and uh, we look forward to seeing what he can do on Friday night.
0: Absolutely. Um, Life-changing for Wally Harkins. Wish him, him and all the other runners the best on Thursday night. Going to be a terrific race. I encourage everyone to, you know, Get along if you can, because you can come to the racetrack, but obviously catch it all on Sky Racing.
2: Yep, certainly so. That was another edition of the Dogcast. We've got plenty more to come in the next month and a bit. Lots of good racing to talk about. We've got the Oaks, the Derby, the Match Races, the Adelaide Cup. It's all to come over the next few weeks. This has been another edition of the Dogcast.